and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi the Next Generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we are going to be talking about Season 3, Episode 6, Gangsta Gangsta. And Kelsey, will you please read us the YouTube episode summary? Sure. It is unnecessarily long as hell. <laughs> um <laughs> Snake's illness is causing a strain on Emma and Sean's alone time. Sean, feeling lost without Emma's support, has thoughts of his old troubled life. He starts to gravitate towards troublemakers Jay, Alex, and Towers. With a Z. A fight with Emma over their lack of time alone together turns Sean's thoughts into reality. Sean does whatever he feels he needs to be accepted, an act which ends up hurting Emma. Meanwhile, JT is hanging out with the in-crowd, his new friends, leaving Toby in the lurch. At a sleepover at Toby's, an embarrassed JT has a wet dream over Liberty, which Toby lords over him as blackmail and also being able to hang out with the in crowd. Uh, That last sentence is a little jerky, but other than that, that's a pretty good summary. Yeah, that was a pretty good one. It covered all the bases, including like naming Towers with a Z, who I don't think we learned his name in this episode, but I love that it's spelled with a Z. Yeah, no, I'm like I'm obsessed with the fact that his name is Towers with a Z. Um, but yeah, they don't introduce him. They don't mention him. It's kind of shitty. He's like kind of weird. Like they're like token, like like he's just like their token friend, and it's not cool. And he has no lines. I I want to talk a lot about Towers, but first, can you please tell us about the very awesome song that this episode is named after? Yes, I also I don't think they. Have- formally introduce Alex either but we know who Alex is um but the episode is called Gangsta Gangsta and I guess aptly named but it's based on the song by NWA it was from 1988 and it's about just like living in Compton and how dangerous it is but also like how it's cool to be a gangster I guess I sound very white right now I'm the whitest of the white it's fine um NWA is awesome. Um, you guys go see Straight Outta Compton. It's fucking dope. Um, I watched it with my brother this weekend, actually. Um, anyway, let's get right into this episode because it's it's great. It's really fun. It's like it's you know it's not like a huge important episode. It's it's no pride, you know, especially coming after that episode which was like so heavy and so real. This is like kind of filler, but it's like. The best kind of Degrassi filler where it's like every I like both the A and B plots. Um, so we start off with Sean like in his apartment and Tracker, who I keep wanting to call Trey because he's uh-huh. he's an Atwood through and through, <laughs> comes home with um his like sex friend um who is wearing a very cool jacket and Sean has crazy eyebrows. I literally, the first thing I wrote down was holy eyebrows, Sean. Because I think he like bleached his hair a little bit. His hair is like a little bit blonder than I think it usually is. So his eyebrows just like pop. And I don't, I can't decide if it's a good, in a good way or a bad way. But yes, Tracker's sex friend comes over. Who, by the way, I feel like she looked like 10 years older than him. But maybe that was my, the quality of the video on YouTube. But Tracker basically is like, hey, why don't you go, like, run an errand, dude? Hint, hint, get the fuck out. I have a sex friend over. And Sean has just been calling Emma even before they came in, trying to get a hold of her, but nobody's answering the phone. So he's like, 
relegated to like the front porch and he's still calling her and she's not answering and it's very sad. And like it gets the point across that like now that like Snake has cancer and there's the baby, Emma doesn't really have time for Sean, but also Sean has other friends. Like he can call Craig. Like I know that JT and Toby aren't always a good option because they kind of suck, but he can call Craig. Craig's great and they're still friends. So I don't know why he's like, I can only hang out with Emma end of list. Yeah, but, like, Craig also has Ashley and, like, all of his other friends besides Sean. Like, I get why Sean is feeling a little lonely. And I think it also is mainly, like, I don't think it's, like, he's lonely for just any kind of companionship. I think he just really misses Emma because they haven't really been hanging out a lot lately because of all, like, the shit going on in her life, which isn't her fault. Yeah, I get that. Also, just, you know, personal note, Tracker's super hot still. <laughs> like, he got rid of his weird goatee and, like, weird 60s Janis Joplin look, and now he, like, he finally looks good again. And I'm like, oh, you're back. You're back and better than ever. Oh, Bobo, Chris Martin. Um. <laughs> anyway, so after that, the credits come on, and then everyone's in front of the school, and Toby has, like, a sleeve of school photos. Photos. His chin is, like, resting on his hands, and he looks like a gross potato cherub. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're, like, looking at the photos, and he's, like... I feel, it sounds like he's weirdly bragging that his parents ordered like a million of his school photos and Sean's like and they wanted them like making fun of him because he looks ridiculous yeah I think his words are like are they blind <laughs> um and then Jay and Alex pull up in their car and they're making out and being real cool and playing loud music and they like are walking up and Toby's like, they're going to get a ticket for parking there. Um, <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, a ticket. And then they steal the photos out of Toby's hand, which like, why? Why? Um, so Sean steals them back and he's and Jay's like, what are you, his bodyguard? Which I said, yeah, kind of. And Sean's <laughs> like, no, his friend. And I'm like, then why didn't you fucking call him last night, asshole? <laughs> Oh, God. And, like, while J- before this, when Jay and Alex are, like, walking up the steps, JT's like, that guy Jay, he's 100% pure psycho. Which, like, probably. But it's just so ridiculous. Um, but it is nice to see, like, oh, Sean, you stand by your nerd bros, even though they're, like, not the coolest or the best. But you're like, they're my dudes. I'm not afraid of you. Don't pick up my friends. Sean is, at this point, still a very good friend and a good dude. Um, He makes choices (laughs) later, but it's fine. Um, Can we get into fashion? Yeah. Okay. Um, So, first of all, uh, Tracker Sex Friend, very cool red leather jacket. I want it in my life. Um, I think Jay's sunglasses are dumb as hell. (laughs) (laughs) You mean his sunglasses that at one point he, like, wears backwards on, like, his backwards hat? They're just, like, resting on the brim of his backwards hat. looks so stupid. Okay, so the thing is that Jay is a huge dork. (laughs) Um, It's fine. Whatever. Um, Sean is channeling Eminem throughout this whole thing and, like, Ryan Atwood at the very beginning. Like, but more Eminem. To the point that Jay actually calls him Eminem at one point, which I think you're just about to say. Sorry, I cut you off. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's crazy. And speaking of Eminem and Thug Life, uh, Alex's whole (laughs) deal. I'm into it. I love it. So later on in the episode, she's wearing like these huge hoop earrings and a white tank top and a black bra. And that is like the staple Alex outfit. And it is amazing. I'm like, that is like the peak of like badass cool girl clothes from the early 2000s. I often wore similar outfits. And with the sunglasses, like, resting, like, in her hair, on her head, they just, like, they're glued there. They're not even used as sunglasses. They're just a part of the whole look. And, yes, she exclusively wears wife beaters in multiple different colors throughout the episode. I believe the first one is black. And then we see the white one, which is iconic. And then I think she ends wearing a red one. But also her bra straps are also always, like, falling down her shoulders and, like, like, that is the way that they're supposed to be on her. They're awesome. Um, At one point, Craig is wearing this, like, very long overcoat um, <laughs> in the, like, shop class area. And, like, from close up, you're like, oh, he's just wearing a jacket. And then you pull away and you're like, that jacket goes down to his ankles. What is happening? Also in that scene... This is when Sean is stripped down the most. He's wearing his wife, his white wife beater. And can I, this isn't a fashion note, but his fucking arms are insanely muscular. And Teenage Holland had a lot of feelings during this episode. Yeah. Oh, Liberty is wearing overalls at one point. Can we talk about the Liberty outfit (laughs) and the JT outfit in the sex dream? Because, all right, so JT is wearing, like, a flame button-up shirt, but it's, like, open, and his chest is, like, weirdly tan, um, and it's very dumb-looking. And then Liberty is wearing, like, it's not, like, a sexy outfit. Like, it's just, like, a dress that you would wear. Like, I feel like it's, like, a beach cover-up dress, you know? Like, you would wear it over your bathing suit. It's, like, yellow, and it's got flowers on it, and I'm, like... Are you on your honeymoon in Hawaii? With, but like, or like a family vacation or something. Like, that's what it looks like. It does not look sexy. It looks like a family vacation to Hawaii. Yeah. It, everything about that wet dream was uncomfortable, but those clothes did not help. Also, I liked Emma's ravine look, which is, I like how we went into the ravine this time. And it's kind of a lot different than the next time we see Emma in the ravine. <laughs> but she's wearing like uh olive like capris and a tie like blue tie-dye shirt like tank top and it actually looked pretty cute on her yeah from here on out most of Emma's outfits I feel like are pretty great um Sean I hate his stupid bandana (laughs) I just I hate it so much I also wrote that down his I don't I mean it's better than the white one I think he wears at some point, but yeah. the black bandana, like, why? I think I literally wrote down, like, why you do this? Why you wear this? It's so bad. It's so awful. Why did? Why is? Why does anyone wear a bandana on their head? I don't understand. I understand it's 2003, but, like, no. I'm pretty sure I wore one a lot in that time period. It was of the moment. Um, also, it's it's good, like, if you're doing things, like, working a job that means that you're gonna sweat a lot or like get really dirty like it's a like it's okay for that but like you don't need it walking down the halls at your high school like get it together well to be fair I think he is wearing the bandana as he is working on a car and then when he's walk when they're strutting down the halls later like they're <laughs> weird like posse he, he also does like mostly wear that dumb beanie the entire episode 
which is also a gross beanie. But yeah, but weirdly enough, it like downplays his eyebrows. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, it does downplay the eyebrows. Uh, I have no other fashion notes. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. So, you guys, sorry, it's very hot. Um, okay, so the whole altercation happens. Jay has done sunglasses on. Uh, Sean kind of is low-key Toby's bodyguard. Um, and then they are in the classroom, and Sean is talking to Emma, and he's and she's like, did you call last night? There have been some hang-ups. And he was like, nope, not me, but let's hang out. And she was like, well, yeah, you know, cancer. And he's like, but I miss you. And she's like, I know, I miss you too. And then he, like, has this whole, like, speech where he's like, come on, like, old times, you, me, a couch double cheese i'm like that ruined it it was like sexy until then like don't throw double cheese in there like i get that you're trying to make it like lighthearted, but if you're trying to be like come on don't like throw in pizza but it's still worth because she's like okay like let's do it like okay let's well, i'll try to make it work we'll hang out after school and this is also i think we see that snake has his like bright lime green laptop it's like his new laptop yeah, they, they make a note of pointing that out, that it was a gift from Spike um, as like a, you know, sorry that your life is like this right now, um, which is fair. Um, I have a question, just an opinion question. How far do you think Sean and Emma have gone at this point? Because like I'm leaning towards like third base, right? Or is that do you think too much? I think that's too much. Like I was like mentally like rolling through the bases in my brain. And I was like, uh, probably like second. Also, what do you classify as second base? Because I feel like everyone has a different definition of what second base is. Hand stuff. Yeah, that's a yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we're clear, <laughs> I just wanted to make that as easy as possible <laughs> to have that conversation. And stuff. Um, okay, no, that that actually that does seem fair. Okay, yeah, maybe third base is too far for them. Also, especially because I think we later know exactly when Emma gets to third base with anybody, and it also involves a ravine. Oh, that ravine. Oh, let's talk about Jay soon, please, because <laughs> I have I have notes about Jay. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So they agree to go on a date and whatever. Um, and then Sean is in the hallway and Jay and Alex and Towers with the Z are vandalizing the vending machine, which is like just the most like high school bad boy bullshit I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, of course you are. Also, why is no one else there? Like, they're smashing glass. Like, it's not like they're not in a bad neighborhood. It's not like it's being covered up by like the gunshots in the street like they're in a quiet area people are gonna hear glass breaking this seems unrealistic and then jay gives sean a candy bar <laughs> also it's in the middle of the school day like the middle of the school day right yeah. like he's like sean is walking in the hallway like to go to the bathroom or something and they're just like vandalizing and stealing from a vending machine and i'm like how is nobody noticing this because it's literally in the middle of the day like, there are teachers right outside, or right inside their classrooms, right by the vending machine, surely. 
but whatever. Sean sees them, but he doesn't like run to tell on them. So Jay like walks by and like hands him a candy bar. Is like, thanks, bro. Thanks for not ratting us out. Essentially, is what that meant. So then it's lunchtime, and Kendra's back, and Liberty and Toby are all playing chess because it's the inaugural meeting of the Rooks and Knights Chess Club meeting during lunchtime. Um, but Toby can't find JT because he's sitting with Paige and Spinner and Hazel. Which he really looks like he fits in with them, actually. <laughs> like, it doesn't look weird and out of place. I Like, not to be gross, but, like, JT grew up nice. Like, he grew into his, like, weird rat face, and now he, like, looks like an attractive human male. Um, And he, like, dresses, like, you know, normal. He's not wearing, like, tie-dye, and that's, like, six ties, so it's too big. Um, So he looks like he fits in with them. He looks like he's having a good time. And Toby's like, why won't he hang out with me in my chess club? And I'm like, first of all, everyone in this chess club is exactly who you'd expect to be in this chess club. <laughs> Second of all, why do you have a chess club? Um, Like, why does he expect JT to be interested in this? Because, like, even when they were, like, close friends, like, this was never a thing that JT would have been into. Yeah, JT would have just been, like, making fun of them the whole time anyway. So, yeah, whatever. Toby's jealous, and he's like, well, I hope he's still spending the night at my house tonight. And, um, but Same. then <laughs> but then, um, Sean and Emma are, like, sitting in the hallway eating lunch, and Snake comes by and is like, Emma, I need you to babysit, blah, 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 make other plans, cancel plans with Sean, and he just, like, ruins their day because responsibility happens. And Emma's like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything. And Sean gets, like, sad again. Yeah, like, I feel bad for Sean, but also, like, Emma's going through some shit. Like, just be patient. Like, it sucks, but I don't know. Like, fucking be a boyfriend. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I get why he's sad, but also, yes, patience. Which, to be fair, though, not many 15-year-old boys have, let's be real. Um, so then that happens and I think this is after this is when we go into shop class. Yeah. Yeah. Cause my next note is Craig and Sean friends forever. Yeah. Um, so they're hanging out and working on a car and Sean is helping Craig because Craig is useless and Sean's like, you should stick to selling cars. And Craig's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and they have, like, a very cute repertoire. And I like their whole deal. I, I don't know. I like their friendship. And then, like, Jay is staring at Sean. And Sean is staring at Jay. And I'm like, now kiss. <laughs> um, and Craig is like, what's his deal? And Sean, like, hands him his, like, twisty wrench. And, <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. I know a lot about cars and fixing um, and then he walks over and he like takes like the tool out of Tower's hand. I'm so glad that we know his name now. <laughs> um, he takes the tool out of his hand and he like starts fixing the car. And he's like, "You're doing it wrong." And Jay's basically like, "You have some balls, Cameron." And I'm like, "Does he though? I don't know. Like, he's just he's actually just helping. <laughs> like, he's not like you guys are dumb. He's like, here, let me help you. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's really weird. And then. I think a little later we skip to, uh, or is this when Radich pulls Sean out of class? Yeah. And he's like, next note is Sean, be cool. He's like, Cameron. And then 
Radich like brings him into the hallway and is like, so I heard about this vending machine thing. There was people saying that you were there and knew what happened. And Sean just gets like real defensive and is like, oh, because I'm poor. You think I stole it because I'm poor? Like, stop talking to me. He like gets very angry at Radich. You're like, Sean, calm the fuck down. Yeah, like there's no way to make yourself seem more guilty than like being instantly defensive. Just be like, sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, but instead he's like, ah, rah, 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 super aggro. And I'm like, just fucking be cool, man. I don't know. Um, so he so after and like Emma's like watching this happen from inside the classroom and she just looks disappointed. And her hair looks kind of funny, like like hair and makeup didn't fix it like the back of her hair is like sticking straight out it's very confusing um it was a little distracting for me uh but yeah so sean goes outside and like jay is like by the car with towers and alex and sean like gets in his face and he's like wretch is all over me he thinks that i did it and jay's like well did you tell him anything and towers gives him like a menacing look and i'm like <laughs> why doesn't this dude have any lines like he is they zoom in on his face a lot for someone who literally never says words. <laughs> like I'm a little worried about him never saying any words. I'm like, does he is he mute? What's happening? Does is like Jay blackmailing him into friendship and then also like not talking? I don't understand it. I hate it. Towers just say words. Um and yeah, so he's like, Well, no, but he thinks that I did it, blah blah blah. I didn't say anything. She's like, oh, no, you might get a detention. And here's the thing about Jay is that he is, like, the hardest dork ever. <laughs> like, he's, like, like all of his mannerisms are, like, all of his actions are saying badass. But, like, his mannerisms and, like, his behavior is, like, saying I'm trying too hard. And I'm, like, you just, like, you seem, like, kind of a goof. and But whatever. It's fine, I guess. It's, like, you know white high school badass which is like not um so whatever it's fine uh so then he like gets in his face and they like push each other and a big fight happens and like towers is immediately out of the picture like sean pushes him and then like some people are like restraining him and then he and jay are like punching each other and jay is making a bunch of real dumb fight faces i'm like you're not good at this (laughs) um and like, Sean basically kicks his ass. He loses the hat in the process, which, thank God. I'm like, oh, Jay has good hair. Like, why is this hat? Like, why is he wearing this dumb hat? Um, like, he looks nice without a hat on. Uh, so, yeah. So, then Sean busts his lip open, and uh, Armstrong breaks up the fight. But they keep trying to fight, like, with Armstrong in between them. I'm like, you guys need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sean just, like, lays him out. Like, Jay never even had a chance. Sean could probably kick most people's asses in Degrassi. Let's be real. Um, But then they get in trouble, obviously, and they're, like, waiting, like, in the office to talk to Radich. And then they, like, weirdly be, like, makes them friends because Jay, like, makes fun of him a little bit and is, like, why do you hang out with those nerdy people? Like, if you ever want to hang out with, like, your people, with, like, your crew... Let me know. And I'm like, how is this being turned into, like, a friendship moment? I don't understand. Boys are dumb. Boys are super dumb. Um, And they, like, make a weird and sensitive joke about, like, Sean deafening a kid. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, great. This is really a solid foundation for a friendship. So that's what happens. And we're like, okay, fine. Um, So, yeah, friends forever. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess shitty bonding, whatever. And then that, and then it's the next morning, and Jay. This is when JD has his gross wet dream. He's like, Ugh. it's like he like fades in and out. He's like lying on a lounge chair beside a pool. Liberty is serving him drinks, and then she jumps in the pool, and that is his wet dream. It's so weird. Like, I like that they use literal water of like him being like soaked in literal water to be like, and now it happened. And it's like, ew, ew, ew. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate it. I don't know. It's like, it's not, ugh, yeah. It's disgusting. Um, I, while, while I was watching this scene, I was like, I wonder what these actors are thinking by like filming this wet dream scene. Like, what is Liberty thinking? Like, what is going on? Um, anyway, that happens. He wakes up. Toby's like, we're going to be late. And I was like, is it, what? who has a fucking sleepover on a school night? I don't understand. But I don't know. Maybe that's just like squared high school Holland talking as well. But No, I'm with you. But it's weird. And he's like, we're going to be late. We got to go to school. And JT's like, um, and Toby's like, oh, what? Did you wet the bed? And JT's like, doesn't say anything. And then Toby like automatically knows that it's a wet dream and it's gross and he makes fun of him. And he like, and then this is when he turns into like a weird blackmail situation. But I also want to point out that Toby has a rush hour poster on his wall. I didn't even notice. I was too distracted by being grossed out. Also, Toby is like weirdly chill about this happening. Like he's like he's gross and he's making jokes and he's like using it as blackmail. But like he's not like, oh, my God, he's not like freaking out. He's more like, haha, this happened to you. But it's not like I don't know. I, I just thought he was being like way too cool about it. I don't know. I feel like it's like because it's a thing that happens to all dudes and it's like not anything that they can control. I would equate it to maybe like if you were like a teenage girl and you accident like you got your period in the middle of the night and you like leaked all over the sheets like another girl would probably be like, oh, the okay, it's cool. Like, no worries. Like that happens to everyone. Like, I don't think she'd be like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. Right above my head. Like, I think it's kind of like the same thing as that. I don't know. I feel like maybe it's a little different because it's like sex related. I don't know. Maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know how boys work. They're all dumb, whatever. But, like, Toby's definitely had wet dreams, so he probably Gross. gets it. And it's, like, but that's, it's sex-related, but it's also something that they can't control. It's like getting a boner in class, I'm sure. Which Degrassi has had a great deal of experience <laughs> with. Um, so, yeah, it's super gross. Um, but, yeah, so back at school and... Uh, Sean comes over to help out uh, Jay and Towers and Alex, who's listening to headphones and not paying attention to anything that's happening with the car. And he's like, well, first of all, you're doing this wrong. And also to get like the parts you need to make it go fast. I don't know. I don't know cars. He's like, you need these parts. And he's like, I'll do the labor for free, but the parts are going to cost you like a couple hundred bucks. And they're like, okay, we'll figure something out. Oh, because they're so resourceful. (laughs) And then I think after this is when they have their weird, like, montage in the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) Or their weird, like, walk in the hallway with the weird, like, gangsta, in quotes, music playing. But it lasts for a very short amount of time. It's like, like, they have this, like, conversation by the car. And then it's like, 
immediately cuts to them like walking down the hallway for a little bit and then it like cuts away to the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. It's weird and awkward and um, why is Towers in the back? What happened? How did he get the back uh, whatever. Um it's it's yeah, and Alex and Jay are attached at the mouth. It's gross. <laughs> oh, high school. Um so then they're in the cafeteria or we're in the cafeteria with JT Page, Spinner, and Hazel are, like, playing some game. Euchre. Euchre. And they're, like, saying all these weird words, and Spinner's confused, and he's like, is this even English? And Toby, like, enters and is like, technically it is derived from English, but blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, fucking Toby's here. God. Yeah, that's when you know it's going to be bad. Um, So, yeah. Well, first of all, why are they playing Euchre, like, at school during lunch? I don't know. It's weird. Um, so yeah, Toby comes over and he's a huge buzzkill and JT is like making fun of him, which is fair because he's being weird. But also like, I feel like JT is trying to like put up a front because he's like, you know, he, they're, Toby's not going to fit in with his friends. He still wants to be able to keep his friends and he's not going to be able to do that if they think that he's bringing Toby around. Yeah, it's a like a weird like blending friend groups that doesn't work type of situation um but yeah jt's like nobody cares toby and toby's like well i know something everyone will care about and then he like goes into this weird way of getting to the fact that jt had a wet dream about liberty but he's like i don't even remember how he says it but he says like like the nighttime like nocturnal emissions oh my god it's so gross and he's like, I've had them. Spinners had them. Even Radich has had them. And then Paige is like, why did you put that mental image in my brain? And what is the point of this? And then Toby's like, oh, and I'm getting to the point with JT having them. And then he like points at Liberty, who's wearing her overalls, and everyone laughs at him. It's awkward and uncomfortable. And... Paige makes a gross joke about juicy gossip, which feels out of character for her, but okay, fine. I'm like, ew, why is this happening? And then, you know, JT is embarrassed. And then, like, the scene is over. (laughs) And so then on the other end of the school at lunchtime, Emma has organized a clean the ravine extravaganza where people go into the ravine to pick up trash and... Sean has agreed to go, and Jay and Alex and Towers are like, Jay's just like, like, you don't, you're going to go clean the ravine? Like, how dorky? Like, we're going to go drive somewhere. And Sean is like, sorry, guys, I have to clean the ravine. Can I just say that, like, driving around is all we did in high school? <laughs> so I was like, it sounds so boring. But I'm like, yeah, no, that would have swayed me. Like, we're going to go drive. Oh, well, that's cool. Um, and then I wrote, Jay is actually so goofy. Because <laughs> when he's, like, pouring out his soda, he's like, oh, no, chemical spill. <laughs> I'm like, you're such a dork. And Emma just walks away. And he's like, she has no sense of humor. I'm like, actually, it's just that you're so goofy. Um, so Sean goes with Emma, and they're, in, they're cleaning the ravine. And she gives him some water, and they sit down, and they kiss. And then they're making out. And it's very smooth. And then Kendra comes over and does a huge cock block. Um, she's like, she picks up like an especially noisy water bottle. <laughs> and she's like, oops, sorry. And Emma's like, anyone can see us. And Sean is like, what the fuck? I never get to see you. This is bullshit. 
Yeah, and then Emma freaks out because she doesn't want people watching her make out with Sean, and Sean is like gets butthurt about it. So then after this happens, they're like in the hallway, and Sean is like. Or that Sean is upset, and then Emma's, like, about to go to class, and she's like, okay, bye. And then they have, like, a fight, and they say really awful things to each other that are escaping my brain right now. Do you remember what they say? I mean, not really. The gist is just, like, you never have time for me anymore. And she's like, well, sorry, I'm not, like, your loser friends, blah, blah, blah. And she's basically, she's saying that his new friends are losers, and Sean is like, well fuck you then and that's like kind of and he's like well did you never see me because cancer and baby and i'm blah and it's it's all dumb they're both being dumb but i'm kind of like i i don't know i think sean's overreacting about the making out thing but i think it's like sort of like so much has been happening that he's just like it's just sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back but i don't know but i still am like team emma with this situation yeah yeah it's just like so much has been building up that he finally exploded um so then that happens and then i believe we are after school and sean and jay like hang out and then they start jay oh yeah jay is trying to figure out how like what to steal to buy the parts for his car and they go into the media immersion room to like steal some kind of gadget and then Sean leads him right to Mr. Simpson's laptop because he's angry at Emma and he's stupid and he's crossing a line that he won't come back from anytime soon he is definitely crossing a line I totally like I remembered them stealing the laptop but I forgot that it was Sean's idea so I was really mad about it um but yeah because Jay is like trying to steal this keyboard and Sean's like you're only gonna get like 50 bucks for the keyboard now if you take that that will buy you all the parts you need and it's like mr simpson's new laptop and it's it's so it made me so sad and i was just just filled with rage and really hating on sean's bandana and jay is like well it's your idea so you can have the honors of taking it which is like i feel like that's just his way of like removing accountability but fine (laughs) but i guess sure whatever so sean takes it and we are all disappointed yeah, and then it's the next day, and Emma's waiting for Sean in front of the school. She has a photo of herself that she wrote on that is, like, for Sean, love Emma. She's all ready to, like, have a combo with them so they can make up and, like, apologize for what each of them said. But Sean is, like, already, like, too far gone, and when she approaches him, he's, like, with the whole gang, and she's like, hey, can I talk to you alone? And Sean's like, no. And then Jay's like, you can say it in front of us. And Emma's like, yesterday we said a lot of things. I just wanted to talk about it. And Sean's basically just like, I don't have anything to say. And it's basically the end of Sema for now. And it's sad. And he's being a fucking dick right now. It's a huge bummer. It's, uh, he's just being an asshole. And then... Uh, Mr. Simpson, it's so sad. Mr. Simpson is in, like, um, oh, wait, no, sorry, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, so end of summer, very upsetting. And then Toby is, like, sitting on, like, a picnic table, and JT comes over to him and is basically like, you're a dick. Fuck you. Um, And Toby's like, well, you've been an asshole to me this whole time, which, fair. 
And JT is like, look, they're my friends. You're my friends. But you and them together. And Toby's like, never going to happen. And JT's like, yeah, pretty much. And they're like, fine, whatever. And they like, they kind of make up, but it's pretty anticlimactic. Yeah, it's like weirdly like doesn't have a solution, but it's because it was never going to. They just like accepted the fact that Toby's never going to be friends with Paige and everybody. But like he's still friends with JT. It's really weird. And then this is when... Emma, like, has walked inside, and then she sees that Snake is freaking out, and he's like, I know chemo is, like, making me kind of dumb, but I thought that I left my laptop here. Like, I don't know where it went, and Emma's like, I don't think you lost it, and then, like, she glances at Sean, and he's looking all angry, and then the episode ends, and it's very sad. It is very sad, but also, like, why wasn't there more security on that laptop? Like, why was that just left in a locked classroom, like, in plain view? Like, it wasn't even in a drawer. But also, like, he should have taken it home with him. I mean, I'm not blaming Snake for this, but, like, I'm also a little bit blaming Snake for this. <laughs> like, fucking take it home with you. It's an expensive laptop. Like, it's better than any of the other shit in the school. There are clearly some delinquents there. Like, put it in a locked drawer at least. Like, don't, like, leave it out in plain sight. Like, the fucking walls and doors in this classroom are pretty much mostly glass. Like... Everyone can see that you left your bright green laptop it like open on a table like anyone can get into that room. It is clearly not that hard. Yeah, not great safety precautions taken. But whatever, he has cancer. I'm going to give him a pass on like not thinking to lock up his laptop. Also, you shouldn't have to lock it up if it was already locked in his classroom at school. It's dumb. But that's the end of the episode. Um, I'm struggling to think of a spirit squad captain, so I'm just going to dive into ship of the episode and say, like, Jay and Alex, because we it's our, like their first appearance and they're hilarious. That is a good call. Um, I, I, I think I agree. I think I'm also going to go Sean and Emma, though, because I, I think that they, they have it in them to make up, and I'm mad that they're broken up. So I'm going Sean and Emma. Um, as far as Spirit Squad Captain goes, I'm going to go with Emma. Um, she has her faults in this episode, but for the most part, she's being pretty reasonable. Like, she's trying to take care of Snake. She's trying to take care of the baby. She's trying to help out her mom. And she's also trying to placate Sean by still, like, being true to herself and doing, like, the stuff she wants to do, like cleaning the ravine. But she's, like, willing to take a break to, like, make out, you know? And, like, she says some shitty things, but for the most part, they're kind of true, She's like, your new friends are losers. And we're like, yeah, pretty much. Um, I don't know. So it's like, that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think Emma's the best viable option for Spirit Squad Captain. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, moral of the episode. Be patient and be true to yourself. And um, don't be shitty to your friends slash girlfriends i don't know it's hot I'm t i can't think of one don't do stuff out of spite i think i think it's the only one that i've got don't do stuff out of spite because sean like stole the laptop basically out of spite for emma and jt ratted out toby out of spite for toby or other way around it's hot you guys it's like 95 degrees don't succumb to peer pressure 
They're like, don't do things to try to impress other people that you know are wrong. Because Sean does like all of that shit to impress Jay. And then Toby tells on or tells JT's secret to like get into the good graces of Paige and all of them. So, yeah, that. Cool. Nailed it. We have some grapevine. So we have a couple tweets. Uh, We have one from my sister at Allegra Baker on Twitter. And she's and this is in reference to the uh, first date conversation we had <laughs> in our last episode. And she was she said, my first date was Tron and she didn't have her car. So her mom had to pick her up immediately. So needless to say, awk TM trademarked, which fair. And then we also got a tweet from Trisha that I'm not going to read because it contains a picture and that's the most important part of it. So we retweeted it, um, but it's a picture of Ryan Atwood and Sean Cameron side by side Mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Um, So if you want to check that out, go to our, uh, if you want to check that out, go to our Twitter at Degrassi Pod. Yes. And you can also email us uh, at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com if you want to be featured on the grapevine. We love getting emails and we don't get enough of them. So please email us. And we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. Um, we're on SoundCloud and we're on iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, you should rate and leave us a review. And if you leave us a review, we will ship you with somebody and make like a little mini fan fiction for you. So please leave us a review because it's fun to do that too. Look at you rhyming. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Um, and as far as something that I'm going to recommend, uh, I'm recommending another podcast this week. Um, I'm recommending uh, my dad wrote a porno. It's amazing. It's uh, these three British people. Um, and the one guy, his dad wrote this really, really bad, like just erotic novel called Belinda Blinked and it's amazing and they're just reading all the chapters and talking about it and like making jokes and it's really funny that sounds amazing (laughs) and I might need to look that up um you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at hollandtacular and as far as plugging something I'm going to plug Harry Potter and the Cursed Child the play um which was published recently Kelsey and I went to the midnight premiere. It's very, very fan fiction-y, and I know a lot of people have differing opinions on it, but I thought it was a really fun read, so if you're a Harry Potter fan, you should read it, and that's what I'm plugging. Just, like, don't get too hung up on the details and the plot holes and the fact that it was, like, it's it's fan fiction, basically, (laughs) but it's a really good fan fiction, and it's a fan fiction you can hold in your hands, which I always enjoy. Yeah. And, like, I'm all about alternate timelines. Like, there's a little hint of what you're in store for. Um, But that's all we have today. Uh, Bye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.